Welcome to the Enlightenment Moment. In this podcast, we will discuss all matters and channels of personal development. Our goal in life is to increase our level of awareness and continuously raise our consciousness to obtain self-mastery. Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of the Enlightenment Moment podcast. I just want to say thank you, and I always say thank you to my viewers and my listeners, uh, everybody who likes, shares, and comments on my work. I really do appreciate you guys. You keep me a little motivated uh, to keep going um, and just putting out the content that I put out. So I really do appreciate you guys. So like, comment, share this podcast out. And we're just going to keep it moving. I hope you guys are enjoying. I hope you guys enjoyed your week. And I just hope that this podcast, this episode really helps a lot of you guys out. Um, This podcast is about the things that we go through in life. We all go through things in life. And how we process those things and how we overcome those things give us the ability to help other people who are going through similar or the same situations. So again, the things that we go through and the things that we overcome in life give us the ability and capability to help others who are in a similar or the exact same situation. I know some people may be thinking, you know, my situation is completely different than anybody's situation ever. Um, that's why I say similar because we do like to feel like that we are the only people going through certain certain situations in our lives. Um, But when you start to open yourself up and you start to talk to people and communicate with people, we will then understand that we aren't alone. We aren't the only people going through the situations that we are going through. Um, And sometimes opening yourself up can uh lead you to people who have been through similar situations or the exact situation and they are able and capable of helping you um so diving into this topic i just want to tell uh i'm gonna tell two stories uh this first story is a hypothetical story uh, and the second story is something that i actually saw and was a part of. Um, So the first story goes, a guy leaves his office and he's walking home and he takes a different route home and he trips, falls, and he falls in this big hole and he's stuck in the hole. He's yelling, asking for help. Anybody come help me. I'm trying to get out of this hole. Now the hole that he fell in was kind of like a well. So it was smooth. The walls were smooth. It was no way for him to climb out or anything. Uh, So a homeless guy comes walking by and he's like, hey, I see that you're stuck down in this hole. Um, And it's a tree over here with a rope tied to the tree. And as he starts to explain how he's going to throw the rope down, the guy's like, no, I don't need your help. You're homeless. There's no way that you can possibly help me. What I need you to do is go find the leading architect in the city. 
So the homeless guy is like, are you sure that's what you want me to do? And he's like, yes, the architect can tell me how to build something or give me the tools to build something in order to get out of this hole. So he goes, he finds the architect, the architect comes back and he's like, it is no possible way to build anything or for me to give you any instruction on how to get out of this hole. It is no way for me to help you. And the architect goes away. So the man is stuck in the hole and it starts to rain. And when it rains, the guy is able to float and he floats halfway up. This is how much rain it is. He floats halfway up the hole um, and then it stops raining. And he sit there, he's screaming, he's yelling, somebody come help me, somebody come help me. Weeks go by and the water dries up and he's back down at the bottom of the hole. He's yelling, somebody help me, somebody help me. And the homeless guy walks by again. And he's like, oh, I see that you're still in the hole. Uh, would you like me to go over to this tree? And he's like, are you the same homeless guy that I talked to the first time? And he was like, yes. And he was like, I don't want your help. What I need you to do is go find the best construction worker with the tallest ladder and go get him and bring him over here so he can help me out of this. So he's like, are you sure that's what you want me to do? He's like, yes. So he leaves, he finds the best construction worker with the tallest ladder and he brings him over there. And the construction worker is like, the tallest ladder that I have is 15 foot. He was like, okay, drop me down the tallest ladder that you have. He drops it down. He was like, now what do I do after you drop me down the ladder? He was like, I have no idea. You just said, bring the ladder. I brought the ladder and this is all I can do. So the construction worker walks away. Obviously the 15 foot ladder was not tall enough for him to get out of, out of this hole. Uh, as the construction worker leaves, it starts to rain again. And uh, just like the first time, the water floods up halfway. So the guy is floating there. He's yelling, somebody help me. Somebody help me. Um, and weeks go by. The sun comes out and the water goes away. And as he's down there yelling, somebody help me. I need your help. The homeless guy walks by again. And he was like, uh would you like me to help you? And he was like, are you the same homeless guy that I talked to the first two times? And he's like, yes, I am. And he was like, well, what great idea do you have that these other two great men couldn't do? And he was like, well, again, it is a rope tied to this tree and I'm going to throw the rope down to you. Now, what you have to wait for is when the water starts to flood up halfway, you will be able to reach the rope and pull yourself up and he was like well why didn't you say that the first time and he was like I was trying to explain this to you uh and he was like well how do you know that if the rope is going to reach halfway and when the water builds up I'll be able to pull myself up he was like because just before you fell in the hole I was in the hole and somebody came by and tied the rope to the tree, but that was the longest rope that they had. But it reached just enough for me to reach it when the water filled up. And I pulled myself up and I left the rope tied to the tree. So when other people get in this similar situation, I will be able to come by and help them with this rope. So it rained, the guy pulled himself up 
and he was able to get out of this hole. Now, obviously, you guys should know the moral of this story is the architect who has a wealth of knowledge on how to build things and put things together and the construction man who may have the tallest ladder and obviously builds things were not able to help this gentleman out of the hole. And the reason why they weren't able to help him out of this hole is because they have never seen the hole. They have never been in the hole and they did not necessarily know what it took to get out of this hole. And we dig ourselves in holes all of the time. Rather we do it intentionally or on purpose, we end up in holes. And it is not always able, we're not always able to pull ourselves up out of these holes. But there are people around who have been in similar situations, similar holes, who are able to pull themselves up or able to give us the instruction on how to pull ourselves up or able to pull us up. We just have to be willing and open to their instructions and listen sometimes uh, to receive that information. And so just like this gentleman who was in the hole and the gentleman who was able to get out of this hole, we all go through things like this in life. Um, so I just urge you guys to be open-minded um, and know that you are not always the only person going through situations in life. Uh, and sometimes we feel like we're alone and we're not always alone. Uh, now, this story that uh, I also wanted to talk about, um, and again, that, that story that I just told you was not a real story. It didn't actually happen. Uh, but this actually happened. I went to, in 2014, I went to an international karate tournament. And because it's international, um, it's the best of the best people who come out and compete all belt levels from white all the way up to black belts. Um, and they did different tournament style things. They did uh, katas, they did um, weapons, forms. And the portion of the competition I competed in was sparring. And the thing that caught my eye during sparring is some of the black belts that were sparring in the competition. Now, the reason why this caught my eye is because most black belts, not all black belts, um, are the people who are training you and your children when you go into a martial arts school. Uh, and again, just because you have your black belt does not mean that you are a trainer. It doesn't mean that you're a sensei. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that. But one of the things that it does mean is that you understand the system and that you test it for your black belt um, in whatever discipline that is. Now, the issue that I had is a lot of the black belts during sparring were not able 
to actually take a hit. They were not able to engage in sparring. They were good at offense. They were terrible at defense. Some of them even turned away and ran the other direction as they were being pursued. Or when you get hit, they would shell up and like fall over. And the reason why this is concerning, again, is because you have to test to get to rank up in any system that you go in. You have to test to rank up and uh, to get your black belt. So for these black belts to go out there and display that they can't take a hit, that they can't actually defend themselves is concerning. Uh, again, for them to be black belts and to go into a school or go into an organization to teach other people the knowledge that they have is all good and well. But if you do not have real life experience behind this, if you know how to throw a kick, if you know how to throw a punch, but you have never actually kicked somebody or actually punched somebody, or you never been kicked or punched yourself, it's very deceiving because you're teaching uh, young-minded individuals, and I'll say young-minded because you could be any age, but you're young-minded when it comes to learning a new art. So young-minded individuals, how things work when you don't actually know if they work. Do you understand? If I'm teaching you how to throw a punch, how to throw a jab, but I have never actually thrown a jab in a real life situation, it's kind of all for show. And I'm not saying when you learn an art, you have to go out there and fight, but art, and when you're learning an art, you spar. When you learn kickboxing, you spar during kickboxing. When you learn boxing, the same thing. Karate, you should be doing the same thing. When you learn jujitsu, you roll, which is a form of sparring. You get out there and you do the moves on a real person who is really trying to do moves on you. So if you learn and go through your whole <clears throat> journey of getting a black belt and have no real life experience behind it, then it's, it's all for show. And this is the example that I have for personal experience that I found to be uh, hard for you to be able to help somebody else if you have never actually done these things. Again, teaching somebody karate and teaching somebody how to actually defend themselves using karate is two completely different things. If you have never used the art to actually defend yourself, then you can't possibly teach somebody how to defend themselves if you have never done it yourself. And this goes into how and why I help people with anxiety, how and why I help people with anger issues, how and why I help people with um, setting goals and accomplishing goals. These are things that I've dealt with in my life. These are things that I had to overcome in my life. So I have done it and I'm able to help people in similar situations, if not the same exact situation. Um, having to overcome anger issues. Uh, a lot of people have anger issues and they feel like that they're alone. A lot of people have anxiety, they have fears, they have doubts. 
they have depression and they feel like that they are the only ones that are going through this. And your situation may be completely different than my situation, but I have overcame those things. And I can give you tools to, to how I've overcame it. And the tools don't always work the same way. Uh, you can have a hammer. And some people only use a hammer to drive nails into the wall, to hammer things down. But there is another part on the other end of the hammer that you can pull things off of the wall, that you can pull nails out of dry, out of, out of wood. So you can be equipped with tools, but there are many ways to use a tool. A screwdriver, normally people think you're screwing things into a wall or screwing things into a, a piece of metal, but you can use a screwdriver the other way to unscrew things. So this is what I'm saying. I have the tools uh, of overcoming these things. I have the tools of building goals and accomplishing goals uh, and this is why when I have consultations, if I can't help you, if you're having financial problems, uh, I will tell you I'm not a financial advisor. That is not something that I'm uh, well-versed in. Again, like I can pay my bills, um, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, pull out this Excel spreadsheet and this is the way that you got to pay your bills the, depending on how you get paid and what time of the month you get paid and what what time of the day the money hits your bank account and how your, your bills are set up. That's not something I do. But if you're mentally stuck and blocked in places, and, and I know when your mind is racing, when you have anxiety, when you have doubts, your mind can be a maze. I know how to navigate through that maze and come out on the other end of it to make yourself a better, more aware, self-aware person. Those are things that I can help you with because those are things that I had to overcome. I have real life experience in overcoming those things. I don't just have book knowledge. I do have book knowledge, but that's not what I come in and always display. That is not what I come in and, and help people saying, oh, I, I went to college and um, I read this book or that book. Reading books, keeping up on, on that knowledge is good, but learning how to apply that knowledge learning how to actually use that knowledge to overcome situations and apply it to real life situations is way different. And that is something that I bring to the table. And that is something that I want everybody to bring to the table. So if you've been through anything in life, which I'm sure we all have, you now, and if you came out on the other end of it successfully, rather you had help or not, you now are equipped to understand and help other people, help other individuals. And I'm not saying you have to go out there and help them, but I just want you to understand that ultimately you do have value for some people who may feel like that they don't bring any value to their friendships or relationships and, and things of that nature, uh, maybe even work their job. You have value, everybody has value. And I want you to know if you have ever in your life overcame anything, your value just went up. Uh, so again, I just appreciate you guys for taking your time out listening to this episode. Please like, comment, share. Um, 
and join me next week on the next episode of the Enlightenment Moment Podcast. I appreciate you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Enlightenment Moment. I appreciate all my listeners and supporters of this podcast. I hope you left this episode just a little more enlightened. Catch another moment such as this one next week, as always, to jumpstart your weekend.